Welcome back, everyone, for I believe what is now the third week in a row we have a new episode, which is exciting since I think we only had six total last year. Hey, so, it was things get things happen. It gets busy. So we we have a lot going on right now. In fact, last week I feel like got just so wild. Like last week was yeah full it was <laughs> we we're have, getting into the busy season we are it's and, kicking and it, off very fast this year yes was, i might say so we went from monday having almost no waterfall flow in mm-hmm. the rivers like you could the, the rivers were kind of running but the waterfalls were still frozen so you couldn't you could yeah. hear water running behind them you couldn't see them by wednesday we had two 50 degree days in a row and they were alive and well and flowing like mad crazier now oh yeah and and we got then seven eight inches of snow yesterday well even on sunday when i was driving back into town there's like a whole tree in is it cross river oh like going down the falls it's stuck there like midway it's like stuck in there and it was it was there actually on saturday when i was driving out to schroeder and it was still there. I was going back, but it was like downpouring snow and rain. So I didn't pull over to take a picture. But yeah, there's like a whole tree in there. So if you are coming up to the North Shore in the next, I, you know, I thought at first that waterfall season was going to be short lived because we up here, Duluth got record snowfalls, oh, but yeah. everything past Duluth, <clears throat> we didn't get that much to Harbor, Silver Bay, Salt Lake County. They've got a decent amount, but up here in Cook County, most of the storms missed us and you know so and any snow we did get a good chunk of it would melt within a few days a few days because again it'd be winter and then it'd be spring and then it'd be winter again and then it'd be spring again but then with the additional seven to eight inches on the ground now all over and it's going to get warm well it's actually it's going to get a little bit warm today then it's going to stay cold and we might even get another five to six inches on thursday to friday i'm not i'm sorry (laughs) me over here like thunderstorm season and minnesota's like uh still spring or still winter are you kidding yeah this is winter third winter now i think so that means it's the last winter which is good are you sure (laughs) i'm knocking on wood is this real wood i don't know that might be veneer (laughs) whoops oh here we go this is real wood there you go actually that might also be veneer this is real wood I'm just going to get like a, a little thing <laughs> a wooden of wood, block. yes, in the office just for this So reason. let's assume, though, that it warms up next week. I don't know if it's going to. The 10-day forecast does not show any temps in the 40s besides today, well, at least here in Grand Marais. It changes. It changes constantly. It changes. We're going to give... Uh, waterfall season some extra time though i think we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna pull this out the rest of april if you come up here the rest of april probably even to the first week of may you are going to get to enjoy waterfall season we do have an episode on waterfall season we recorded back in 20... 2020 2021 somewhere in there we say when it was go back find that episode and that 2021 2021 march 25th so in 2021, that was a normal year. That was when waterfall season started at the end of March and kind of went through mid-April. And then 2022 was the longest Wild. winter I've ever experienced. It broke me. It broke <laughs> and you. we didn't have waterfall season until May. 
but this year is kind of normal-ish. It's splitting the difference and hitting us in April. So uh, check out that episode. Come on up. Check out the waterfalls. They're incredible right now. But that is not what this episode of Exploring <laughs> the North Shore is about. This is part two of the brewery guide of the North Shore. And this is the second set of breweries we're going to talk about in Duluth. There will be three episodes of Duluth breweries and then one more episode talking about other breweries on the North Shore. In this episode, we are going to be talking about Bent Pedal Brewing and Lake Superior Brewing. So I'm Jay. And I'm Martha. And this is Exploring the North Shore. <laughs> and really quick, I don't know if you can gather this from the audio <clears throat> we do have new microphones again so i liked the other ones we had because they really did great in canceling out the background noise in the really busy situations we were in during recording the brewery part but now while we're recording this part we're actually using new microphones that are a little bit clearer in the not noisy situations so you will notice a quality of sound difference between what you're hearing now while we're recording in our office versus when we are recording at the breweries themselves. But to kick this off, let's head on over to Bent Paddle Brewing. And we actually got to interview the owner, like the, the one of the people that started up Bent Paddle Brewing. So let's hop into that right now. Cool. Go ahead and say who you are and what you do. Yes, Laura Mullen, L-A-U-R-A-M-U-L-L-E-N. Uh, so Laura Mullen, uh, co-founder and vice president of outreach and marketing for Bent Paddle Brewing Company oh, here in Dallas. That is quite the job title. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're here at Bent Paddle, and I, I mentioned last place we're at, this is probably the most recognizable broadly that people of Duluth like you say Duluth Brewery, I feel like most people will know Bent Paddle. Yes, that's good. <laughs> yes. So give me a little bit of history about Bent Paddle. Sure. So um, we're actually turning 10 this year. Oh, wow. Yes, we started in 2013. Wow, I feel like, you, like that was I, the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was it, 2012, 2013. It was a thing, yeah. for sure. I feel like Bent Paddle's been around a little, I mean, just in my head, I would have put you in the early 2000s. <laughs> oh, nice. So, wow, you're no. <laughs> I think I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so yeah, we're only 10, and um, but we're really excited to be celebrating that this year. We're having our festiversary event on May 20th, and that's where we have like a big outdoor party and all of this fun stuff for that. Um, but how Ben Paddle started is we, I was in the beer industry, um, kind of running the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild down in the Twin oh. Cities, and I met my husband who was a brewer at Barley John's, and he worked in home brewing and things like that. And then our business partners, Brian and Karen Tonus. Um, Brian was the head brewer at Rock Bottom, Minneapolis. Okay. We all knew each other from the industry, and we got together and said, let's go to Duluth, where there is amazing water. Lake Superior water <laughs> yes. is so good for brewing beer. It's like a baseline mineral content, so you can do anything cool with it. And uh, let's go up there and start a brewery. So I'm born and raised in Duluth, and okay. Brian and Karen met at UND. And then Colin is just along for the ride, <laughs> and uh, we all moved up here, and we all we both had babies that are three days apart. So, oh my goodness! So we're starting a brewery and having babies, babies and 
here we are. So yeah, we just wanted to start a production craft brewery. And we, this is the second location, correct? This is the second tap room. So the, the white building that's next to us is the main brewery itself. And we had a tap room there that was much smaller. It only sat about 50 people. Um, and the tap room just started doing well. And actually, when we started thinking about Ben Paddle, it was 2010. And the tap rooms weren't even legal until 2011. Oh. So we kind of just like threw it into the business plan after they became legal. And we didn't think much about it. Mostly it was meant to manufacture the beer and the Great Water Blake's beer in the form of beer and get it out to the market. Um, but the tap room took mm -hmm. off and then we found this really cool building and we opened this like four-ish years ago, four or five years ago, just to have a bigger space. It was yeah. right after I moved because I, before I moved, I would go to my paddle every other Friday after work. Whenever In the smaller paid. one, yeah. yeah every Friday for a few hours to play games and Yay. Have a few drinks before we all dispersed with our paycheck. Love it. <laughs> a great place to start. Yeah. Well, yeah. But it would get full yeah, a lot. Oh, it was always <laughs> yeah. Well, this building, just visual for podcast, mm -hmm. um, it's very industrial. And I love that because, I mean, Lincoln Park is yeah, an yeah. industrial yeah. neighborhood. It's a revitalized industrial, industrial neighborhood. But you kept kind of that, the brick walls, the high ceilings. You see the, the, the AC tubes going yep. through. Um, I love this artwork right here. There's a right? artwork by uh, Robert Corny. Corny. Bob Corny actually grew up with him. Oh. And yes, this is sort of uh, what it looks like looking at Lake Superior from like above us on the skyline. So looking at all of like Lincoln Park and West Duluth over to Park Point. So lovely. It's very, and so, you have other really nice artwork on the wall. Local and, art was a big deal. And for I us. love the yeah. yellow half like boots over there, the mustard colored boots. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's very bright and cheerful. And there's kids over here. Very family friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of nooks and crannies. So every space <laughs> has a different vibe. Like yeah. that's the barrel room that you're just talking about. There's a fireplace setting over here that we call the kind of the living room because it's got a picture of our team is like our oh, family yeah. portrait every year <laughs> um so yeah it has been it was really fun to redesign this space and um, make it a just a great community gathering space and what beer was the first beer what what birthed bed pedal Ooh, so we knew we wanted a brewery before we picked out any beer though brian and colin the two my husband colin and brian ha had a lot of synergy when it came to types of beer and whatnot but the first beers were actually Calibration Black Ale and Calibration Hop, which were the first versions of Bent Hop and the Black Ale. Okay. <laughs> but they, you know, wanted to not name it that per se yet because it wasn't quite ready. So those were the first two beers. And they were followed by the Venture Pills, which is a nice Pilsner lager, and the 14 degree, what was the ESB and is now called the Amber Ale. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what would you say are the signature beers of Bent Paddle? Um, bent Hop is the, is the IPA. Yeah. You were looking up at the board and I'm like, I definitely know that. I know one. that I one. I recognize this one. It so is. That's what you probably distribute. We distribute lots of them, but the flagships, the year rounds are those four that I mentioned, plus the Cold Press Black, which is the Black Ale infused with Cold Press Coffee yes. from Duluth Coffee Company. Yeah, one of my very good. But Bent Hop sells the most. Like it's an IPA, so it's a fun style, but also I just think it's a, it's really well done IPA. So yeah. Bent Hop. 
And what fun seasonal beers have you had either now or in the past that you liked? Um, tons. We have tons. And so this facility has the Pilot Brewery. And so um, the Pilot Brewer, Neil, just makes beer for this spot, too. But a lot of other things have gone out in the market from the other brewery. Um, I think my favorite current one, which is now probably going to be a year-round, but it's our light lager. So it's like a light, drinkable lager, lower calories, lower carbs, um, 4%, so it's not ABV, so it's not going to knock you over the head. And, um, it's just a really fun beer for all times of year. Excellent. And then uh, you do not serve, so you're, you're a brewery, so you don't serve food, but you do have some amazing nearby yes. restaurants. Well, we, we could have a kitchen. We just say we're focused on beer yeah. and let's let the people who are doing super. I think it's always worked that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works fine. So, yeah, we have tons of neighbors um, that do food offerings. So we have Hungry Hippie Tacos, which came from up the shore. Grammaray. Yeah, <laughs> and then has an outpost here now. Uh, OMC, which is the really great barbecue. There are tons of food options galore that also just do delivery. And then May through October, we have food trucks every day of the week. Oh, nice. And different ones every day of the week. Yeah. Oh, that is nice. So mm-hmm. you like food trucks. This yes. is nice to be in the summer. It's always, yes. And you can come here for a variety of all types. Um, That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Because if you like, you don't. Businesses supporting businesses. Businesses yeah. supporting businesses. We said this yesterday too. You might be with a group of people where I want hungry hippie tacos and she yeah. wants the smokehouse and he wants People this, do that. that all the time. And it's like Break different. Yeah. Get what you want. That's the beauty of that. Have yes. the beer you want and the food you want. It's true. And you mentioned one outdoor or one big activity you do every year. What other annual events do you Ooh. do or participate in? We do lots of them. There's a really fun big beer festival held at Bayfront called Alpine North, and that's the last weekend of July every year. And it's put on by the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild. And I think it's the best beer fest in like multiple states actually like it's really good um that's a big one and then just throughout the year we do tons of charitable stuff um and we use this room we're in the back area of the tap room it's called the Inger and Olsen room and this room is used for tons of non-profits throughout the year um so oh, projector I see there's yeah, a yeah, projector uh and yeah it's just a great community gathering space and live music Tons of live music. Every Monday is called Moo Salty Dog. And they are, it is a scene. Yeah. <laughs> it is very fun. We, we, yeah. we get them a lot too. So. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So they have a residency here that's pretty ongoing. So they do it outside um, in the yard. So we have a nice outdoor area in the summer. Um, but then all winter they kept it up on Monday nights uh, here inside. And then we have live music every Thursday and Saturday, plus like other types of special events throughout the year with music. And anything coming up this summer that everybody should know about? Besides I mean, Salty Dog on Mondays is pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to think. We are, so Festiversary has great live music. We're doing an all Duluth lineup this year. So Charlie Parr is headlining. Um, Big Wave Dave and the Ripples does like really fun dance party stuff. Um, Afrogeode and the Gemstones, Feeding Leroy, Woodblind. Tons of fun musicians. So it's just a nice, fun space. Mm -hmm. Family friendly, which I love. Super family friendly. Yeah. 
just come here, hang out. We just walked in and there's people laughing in a booth in one corner. People having lunch. People having lunch. lunch. Yeah. All sorts of things. So really nice, fun. And uh, the Lincoln Park area is very up and coming. Yes. Just even having not driven down this part since we went to a wedding in like 2021. Oh, wow. I grew up in this neighborhood. She did. Always very interesting for me to come back and just see how, how much it's changed since I lived here. It's when we first moved here that ten it was a few when we first started building it was even before ten years. And it, just the whole Superior Street was nicely redone, but like so many vacant storefronts. Yeah. And we were like, let's get other small businesses and crafters in here who are like crafting beer like we were crafting or crafting things like we were crafting beer. Yeah. And um, Frost River was crafting like packs and ONC was like crafting barbecue and we thought let's try to get all these types of crafters so we named it the Lincoln Park Craft District on purpose Excellent. and it like drew people in like Karin from the Pottery Place and the Folk School is now here oh, that's right. Florida that's North really so tons school. of small yeah. businesses are taking up those vacant storefronts and it's become very very vibrant Excellent. Very cool. yeah let's talk a little bit about your THC line yes. of uh seltzers correct yeah sparkling water okay. yeah so like the LaCroix but um or like that kind of sparkling water so there's zero calories in those so it's just like a Ooh. neat flavor additive um but then we have water soluble emulsified hemp that is delta nine non-synthetic all um grown up the shore at Finnegan's farm near okay. two harbors and then it's uh put into the emulsion by a group in white bear lake called superior molecular and we put it into the flavored waters, and we have this really cool non-alcoholic but THC, THC. vibing uh, water category now that is very very. Yeah, popular. I know. Originally, I had seen it was the green and like pink one. I don't. That's the probably the CBD one, which yeah. is Pog Pog, the Hawaiian passion fruit orange guava. Yeah, I yeah. saw that on Instagram, and I was like, oh, the paddle's getting on <laughs> Yeah. And then I've seen you guys have added some since then. It is really nice to have, because some people don't want beer, or yeah. they're in a non-alcoholic world, and so they're calling it California sober, yeah. uh, which is funny. <laughs> <the> first time. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> and so, As a former Californian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. No, yeah, um, but because we are a production brewery, we can only have our products here so we yeah. can't okay. have wine or liquor or anything mm-hmm. else so sometimes we'd have people coming in with a group and like some people were gluten free or didn't yeah. like beer or whatever and it felt like we didn't have much to offer them and now we feel like we do so excellent yeah. and that's um relatively new in the state of minnesota yes it had became legal uh in <laughs> july of last year another funny term you might like is they call it three two weed day <laughs> because like three two beer is that like weird oh, yeah, category yeah. of beer you can get yeah. it at gas station it's so weird yeah and so this is like the THC version yeah. of that because it's low dose yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, compared to other states where it's fully legal and uh-huh. it was it's just been such a neat thing to bring it socially into the like beverage world yeah. as opposed to 
you know, other types of ways people consume THC. We're still doing it in a social like bar setting. And I actually think Minnesota is like a leader in how this is like emerged and become more comfortable for a larger group of people that may not have thought it out otherwise. Well, it's interesting because they only legalized it in edible and soda. Like, yes, like liquid. They call it like cannabinoid edible products. Yeah. And and it's so (laughs) you can't, you still can't buy flour, you can't buy bud, but you can consume it, which which it it opens it up to be really embraced by right. that. Oh yeah, people in the who I like, I've gotten people onto it yes. through the drinks who are like, I don't. They wouldn't go I in a dispensary. Like I don't like yeah. this, and I'm like, well, go down to the co-op. They have yep. a drink that is like <laughs> fantastic, and it's like <laughs> this is like so opened my eyes to I this know. experience. I'm like, yeah. It's really neat. It's, it's really nice that they're doing this and like it's becoming less of like a, a, a stigma. stigma for and you sure. don't get hungover drinking. No, <laughs> I know. My new thing is like a couple of beers and then I switch to that in the morning. I am bright eyed and bushy tailed yeah. and it is lovely. It's like a whole new world order. So we have those waters of ours and then we have gummies too that are also water soluble. Oh. Same distribution chain, the farmer mm-hmm. and two harbors and all of that. Um, and we opened, we took our old tap room because you can only have one tap room for beer and it must be connected to a production facility, which is why we, <laughs> oh, those yeah, <laughs> which is why we built the pilot brewery here in the uh, main tap room now, but we turned the old tap room into the canna lounge. Which is only open. Thir- do, yeah. It's only Thursday it through Sunday. Oh, Thursday Sunday. But it's That's more okay. of like we'll a try next time. yeah, <laughs> yes. Please come back. Um, but it's like a market vibe. But you can uh, have the drinks or the edibles on site, and it's got just tons of fun things to do, like adult coloring books and games oh and High Times magazine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like just sit around. It's a really funky space. Go peer in is there. Is there a yeah. black light? <laughs> there is a black light like things. Like and, things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And there's a fuzzy Mona Lisa. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely yeah, you gotta come, come back and check it out. Um, but the market part has been neat because you can do mix and match beverages, so it's not just our stuff. We have like all the uh, partners or like local providers that we think are doing it right in Minnesota. Um, yeah. So we have like 20 different wow. brands over there, and yeah, it's been a whole That's new awesome. world, and we love it. Well, I hope it continues to grow for you, and do you expand upon that and this because it's. Fabulous. I love, I really love the vibe in this village a lot. Yeah, it's awesome to see how much you guys have grown just since I've left and moved. Yes. It's amazing. Well, and I always like to say, though, that we are still really small. So that's, we get some weird feedback of like, you're so big, you don't need our support. And I'm like, we're like 10 times smaller than the bigger breweries in the cities. And we're like 150 million times smaller than Budweiser. (laughs) Like, it's just like, you know, and so we really want people, we like to have a polished look and all of that, but we're still a small business and we have 45 employees, which is a lot. Um, And just trying to like keep it all going and have really high quality craft beer that supports community and outdoor things here. Well, that's all we have. We're going to go sample a flight. Okay. And, uh, Check that out. But thank you so much, thank Laura. Thank you. And again, this is Ben Paddle a Brewing Company in the Lincoln Park Craft District. You got it. In Duluth. <laughs> oh, thanks, you guys. Thank you. We are 
back. We're still at bent paddle, and we have we have our, our flight to the extreme because we just got full size. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. We're, we're not <laughs> we're not leaving here without um, stumbling out of here. Yeah, I'm <laughs> carried out of bent paddle. So we have the bent hop, the black ale, the cold press black, which is a coffee, and then the fruity tutti that is a sour. Yes. All right, so let's start with we're 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 pale ailing it through this whole adventure. So let's start with the all pale pale ailed. I almost said pale whale out. How do you like it? That is like a perfect pale ale. When I think of pale ale, mm-hmm. that's what I think of. This is the beer that Nate, not that Nate, my ex-boyfriend Nate. <laughs> this is the one he used to drink all the time. So it is a very, it's not too hoppy. So if you're like, I like pale it's ales, but not too hoppy. hoppy though. Like the taste is different. There's no bitter aftertaste. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And that's what I get from most pale ales, which is why I'm not it's a that huge bitter fan taste of that bitter. It just kind of rounds it off quite nicely. Because it's been paddled. Uh, and I actually said these in a different order, so I'm going to rearrange really quick. <laughs> oh, really quick, going back to the bent hop. So that is an Indian pale ale. So it's an IPA. It is 6.2%. According to Laura, this was like their first, their staple, their signature. And it's very tasty. Good job. Bent paddle. Now we're going to have the black ale, which is the porter stout. This one is 6% alcohol by volume. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay. I love a good porter. Yeah. It just. So smooth. It's rich and creamy, <laughs> and I love this one. Hold on. We're going to have another sip here. I need to stop. I need to stop picking. You didn't know we're drinking beer. You think we're eating chocolate. <laughs> It's good. That one almost tastes like chocolate. It has a bit of a chocolatey zing to it. Maybe it's because, like I said before, the color, your brain tells you something. And I think that color makes me think chocolate. So that's what my brain's telling me. And coffee. Okay, next we're going to drink the Cold Press Black Coffee Ale featuring Duluth Coffee Company coffee beans. So this is... Um, 6% alcohol by volume. I, I'd be curious about like what the uh, uh, caffeine content is. Does oh, the beer yeah. take caffeine out? or is it? about that. It's a good question. I don't know the answer to that question. But we're just going to drink it anyway because it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Martha's taking her sip. Yeah. It even smells like coffee. I love this one. <laughs> this is one of my favorites before I moved to Grand Marais. Oh, it does smell like coffee. It's surprising. They're, the black is so good. And then you mix it with coffee, and somehow that it's makes it better. It's very unassuming. It is very unassuming, and it's very good. Oh, it that might be. It a lot be, more flavor than you think it does. This might be my new favorite. <laughs> I feel like I have a new favorite at every brewery I'm excited to. to try this one. All right, so now we're going to move on to the sour ale. This one is the Fruity Toots. I think I said Fruity Tootie, so it's Fruity Toots. <laughs> Fruity Toots Sour. It's a sour ale with pineapple and blackberry. And as you know, Martha and I both like uh, pineapple-flavored things. Yes, yes, this is 7.6% alcohol by volume. So this is the most alcoholic one that we've got. Sniff test. It's... 
It smells sour. Okay. For sure. I'm gonna let you try that. Alright, let's see here. What's that flavor? It's very fruity. It tastes specifically like something, mm-hmm. though, and I Hold can't on. figure it out. It tastes like a cereal, but I can't. Is it? I don't think it's fruit. I don't think it's. I don't think it's fruity pebbles or fruit loops. It's actually. I can't identify it. All right, let's see. Hold on one more sec. Well, it's definitely a sour. Yeah. And I did. I have decided I like sours. Sours and porters. Uh, they they sit differently. So it's like I'd probably have like a sour for lunch and a porter for dinner. Yeah, that sort of mindset, like how you pair different wines with different foods. It's great. I don't necessarily taste either blackberry or pineapple individually, but the taste is very fruity. Yeah, bright. It's very bright. Very bright. Very uplifting. A summer drink. It's a summer drink. There you go. It almost tastes like a, like a lemonade. More than a... I, I, like, I feel like I'm tasting a lot of lemonade. We're still trying to figure it out. I think we're just trying to figure it out so we can keep drinking it. <laughs> There's like a flavor right after you drink it, and it kind of goes yeah. away. It's after very you familiar, realize though. you taste it. Yeah. It's like gone, and you're not you're on to the next flavor. It's very specific. Like I I know I know what it is, but I can't think of it. <laughs> so it's a mystery. Maybe if you have tried the t- fruity toots. Uh, sour ale from Bet Powell. You can tell us what you think that kind of it's like the second flavor that hits you. You get the sour first and yeah. then you get that fruity flavor and then it just kind of blends together at the end and, and tapers off. Definitely fruity. Like dried strawberries. I can tell I'm drinking a fruity beer. This is like dried, dried strawberries. Strawberry. Oh, yeah. I know what cereal it makes me think of special case strawberries. <laughs> that ju- it just clicked in my head. I'm like, nope, it's something I've had recently. Like it tastes like yeah. dehydrated fruit. The way like the the it's like it's not more sour when you do that, but it's like more tangy when you tangy. try the fruit that tastes good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I knew it was a cereal I'd had recently. That's why my brain, brain yeah. kept thinking. I was like <laughs> Apple Jacks. I'm like I haven't had Fruit Loops or like Fruity Pebbles recently, so it's not that. So then I thought Apple Jacks, but no, it hit me. It's a Special K, the strawberry version with the dehydrated strawberries in it i feel like it, at some point it sounded like we were judging it but we definitely drank more of that beer than any other one. Oh no it was not judging i needed to it figure was out what that taste yeah, it was, was definitely had to dissect the taste yes um i am still gonna say that my favorite from here is the coffee the black coffee yeah i like the two dark ones the two dark ones but i mean that's just what i like and i don't really think we've had a dark beer any other no, time they've, yet they've all been yeah ones yep we so tried. there you go excuse uh, me we still have <laughs> jesus Martha. we still have more to go so we are going to finish our i'm calling this a flight <laughs> we got full glasses <laughs> these are full, full glasses full four glasses we will be back again today with yet another brewery. <laughs> I'm assuming we'll be upright for it. No, we'll probably won't finish this or we'll, we'll share with our friends here that I have gathered around us now. Um, and we're finishing it. Don't worry. <laughs> She's lying. On to the next one. We, we don't have to drive. 
<laughs> that's true. That's true. We're not driving. We will be back again very soon with the next brewery. Stay tuned. This podcast episode is sponsored by Cascade Vacation Rentals. They know that life has a tendency to be overwhelming at times, and busy schedules often leave people feeling overwhelmed and disconnected. That's why they're here to offer you the space and opportunity to reconnect to what's important. Cascade Vacation Rentals has one of the largest selections of privately owned vacation rental homes and cabins on Minnesota's North Shore of Lake Superior, from Duluth to the Canadian border. Their team is there to help you and your family or small group enjoy a vacation you'll remember for years to come. Visit them online at www.cascadevacationrentals.com. Again, that's www.cascadevacationrentals.com. You actually, I think, had, even though I, I was kind of surprised to learn that Bad Pal Brewing wasn't the oldest brewery in Duluth. I thought it was. Um, Canal Park's older than it by a year. Hmm. So they were. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, but you have probably more of a connection to Yeah, Bad and Paddle. I'm bummed because I forgot to ask her about the, the green tea one because I... For some reason, I feel like it's a fever dream and it never <laughs> happened. Like if, but I forgot to ask her about it just to be like, this was a thing, right? Like I'm not, I'm not crazy. Please Ooh. tell me I'm not crazy. Martha, I know how we can answer this question. Really quick Google, Bent Petal Brewing green tea beer. So but Martha, they never, they never sold it. But just see if it comes up in some conversation or post somewhere. That's so Martha does recall true. having a green tea beer. Was it a beer or a seltzer? I want to say it was a beer. So Martha is still fever dreaming over here. She there, cannot. Okay, oh, so I go. found something, a bent paddle green tea blonde. Oh. So this that been good, may blonde. be what I was thinking of. Oh, there's pictures. Oh, my God. It's real. <laughs> it's real. Well, like, click on the one that shows the actual beer. The one next to it. Not that one. The one next to it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that is cool. It's I can't tell if it's green green because the cup it's in is really green or if it was that green for real. I'm oh. Martha was not making it up. There was a green tea beer. Now you know. It was so good. Okay, it was called the Tea Time Paddle Break Blonde. There you go. Best thing I ever tasted in my life. And then I moved away and I never had it again. And it's like the saddest thing of my life. So Ben Paddle, if you do hear this. Bring it back Take for me, note. please. Martha would like some. Oh, I would literally buy it in bulks. Like, that is all I will drink all day, every day. <laughs> and so that was our experience at Bent Pedal Brewing. I really liked how big and open and bright and welcoming and family friendly that it was. Because I could... I really liked how they... When we were talking about the space in there. Each section is like, they have a name, name for, for it, it. Yeah. which was so cute. And just, the, it's such an interesting space. Like every part of it is slightly different. Each little section, even though you're all in the same room, has a slightly different atmosphere. It's just well done. And Very the, well done. And the Canna Lounge was closed, so we did not get to go in there to see what that looked like. But I hear it's cozy and we'll kind of trippy I guess they, they've set it up to be there's no black lights <laughs> but there are black light like features in there uh, so yeah we'll have to head back there and check that out because it's just fun to see companies doing something new and different with mm -hmm. the new tools they're being given as different laws change and things kind of adjust with that 
Whew. So that was Ben Pellet Brewing. And now on to the second brewery in this one. It is the newest brewery in Duluth, I believe. I don't think anybody else has sprung up since then. And that is Lake Superior Brewing, which did previously exist. And then it shut down. Oh, man. I want to say it was before the thing we don't talk about in 2020. So it was before that. It wasn't because of that. It was before that. I want to say it was like in January or something like that. I could Google this. I'm not going to. You can look it up yourself. They just shut down almost overnight and didn't really explain why. And people were kind of left going, that's weird. Where mm-hmm. where did this, where did they go? Uh, so now they have new owners in their new location on the east side of Duluth, which is a bit of a dead zone for Everything. Everything. (laughs) We even had issues finding an open gas station when we were leaving. There was actually one right next door to the right of it, but when we were pulling out of the parking lot, we couldn't see it. And my Mm -hmm. map was like, oh, there's one to the left. And we went there and that was closed. Like boarded up, pumps gone. That's not a gas station anymore. But they're they're doing their part to kind of do what Bent Paddle and Ursa Minor and all those things did to West Duluth. And they're trying to bring some stuff to East Duluth. And, and we also have a very special guest in this part of uh, the podcast. It is a name you've heard many times. I think we have an entire episode named after her. We do. If you were being like Barb through the pandemic, then you will know this name because <laughs> it's Barb herself. Barb herself yes. joined us for this section. So here we are interviewing the owner of Lake Superior Brewing. So go ahead and just say what your name is and what you do and where we are. Seth Maxim, I'm the owner, uh, co-owner with my wife, Lake Superior Brewing Company. I'm a chef and brewer. Awesome. And uh, tell me a little bit about the history, because you're brand new here, essentially, in this building. This is our new space. We bought the brewery uh, in 2020. It was on 27th Avenue West uh, from, I think, 1998 through 2019 when they closed. Um, before that, they were in the Victor's Complex for a couple of years. Um, and then we I was transitioning out of my old brewing space, and it was either try to do something of our own or maybe do something else. So um, my wife and I were sort of roundabout way, um, got offered to buy the brewery, and then at the same time, uh, we tried to decide where we were going to be. Uh, the old space was kind of around, behind, you know, at the subway in the oh, corner yeah. back there, in a kind of industrial space, and they had a little tap room. We really wanted a restaurant, and, and we wanted some place where people could come and eat and um, have beer, obviously, is the number one thing, but also cocktails and wine and, and kind of offer a nice community space. Um, yeah, so that's kind of that. So you brought Lake Superior Brewing to the east side. Yeah. So I don't know. I, 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 I had to stop <laughs> for a second. Lakeside. I grew up in Lakeside, okay. and so that was kind of part of the motivation was this is where I rode my bike and, you know, grew up and it's comfortable. And, um, yeah, and so, and obviously there was nothing out here. Yeah. So finding the building was the first challenge. And it was a tanning salon and, yeah. like, 
fully functional tanning salon and fitness center. So we bought it as is. Did you did you get the tanning booth? Not everything. So we spent uh, the first I don't know probably six months just trying to clear everything out and and get rid of things and and figure out where we were going to be at with the brewery. Um, We bought we sold some of the larger tanks that wouldn't fit in the building and and kind of bought some other tanks that, that fit the space better, um, which just kind of took us a while to transition through that and to transition out of this space. And then um, yeah, we just started tearing it apart. It was during COVID, so there wasn't a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, could come here and you know, work. Was so it we a little scary opening up a space like this during, like, because it was very early in the stages of COVID, wasn't it? Yeah, we bought it in July of 2020. Wow. So it was the... It's brave. Kind of when we bought it, it was either the gentleman that owned it was either going to reopen the fitness and tanning center because it was when it couldn't be open yeah. yet, or uh, we had the opportunity to buy it. So um, it was a little scary, I guess, as far as you know, taking that big leap. Um, we don't have investors, so it was kind of a, oh, wow. all the big, big deal. A big deal for us to put everything, all of our pennies, into into open space. So. But with that comes reward. Nobody can tell us what to do. <laughs> we get to make yes. our own choices and beer, and I get to you know curate the menus how I want. And um, yeah, and so it's been, it's been an adventure, I would say. And so let's talk about the beer. What is the Lakes Beer Brewing kind of signature line of beers? So typically kind of old world beers, kind of German styles, Polsch, um, Stouts, they did... Like a red, and they did um, like a special ale kind of. We didn't really start doing IPAs till a little later in the evolution, I guess, of the brewery. Um, and so we'll bring back some of that stuff. I kind of like really like old old world beers, but I'm also like IPA drinker, like most people, <laughs> where it's cold. So, um, so we'll have a lot of things that we'll do of our own too. So. Okay, and then you also have. I think this might be the first one we've gone to that had a full. Bar. Yes, we have a full bar. Uh, my wife curates our cocktails and, and wine. She was a fine wine rep for seven years. Um, and so she has a lot of knowledge on the wine side. And uh, I bartended and managed and did that for a long time also. So kind of the Corona House stuff is good for both of us. But again, we wanted a community space where not everybody loves beer and not everybody loves, you know, seltzer or what, whatever kind of things people add to, to it. you know, yeah. to, to kind of broaden that customer base, I guess, you know, and offer something for people that aren't big beer drinkers. And you um, have wine as well. So yes. it's something for everybody, whatever you drink, you have it here. Yep. And then you also have a full kitchen. We do. Excellent. And what's your, what would you say is like the staple menu items? Oh, I What should oh, somebody we a, try? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a New York uh, style brick oven that we do oh. pizzas in, so... We do a three-day ferment on our dough, and we make you know, everything in-house. Um, and then we nice. bake bread in there, and we do pitas. And so that's kind of one of the centerpieces. Um, a really good smash burger. And so those are kind of things that start the conversation for a lot of people. And then we do a lot of other things, too. Um, Bob ganoush and hummus and uh, some kind of Vietnamese um, marinated wings. And then we do, I guess, some different vegetable dishes. So we have vegetarian options and things too so it's kind of a wide range it's all things that i enjoy and yeah. you have a slightly like classier 
menu than I think most breweries have. So it sounds very. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just a lot of flavors that kind of over time that I've really enjoyed and and things that that people can share. Yeah. Even the pizzas, we do like a 12 inch pizza and that's something you can share, but also get other things. So we kind of encourage, you know, being able to try different things and having a smorgasbord of food on the table yeah, and exactly. smorgasbord not of quite tapas, but kind of that, you know, a shareable menu that you can get a bunch of stuff. And then are, do you have any uh, like live music or events that you have planned? Wednesdays we do live music, uh, seven to nine typically. Michael, seven to nine thirty or something in the summer. Uh, we haven't really beefed that stuff up until we get the beer finished, and that's kind of the. We haven't done any advertising yet. You know, we put a little stuff on Facebook, but we're trying to kind of get through until we can do a grand opening with the beer, because that's obviously the the biggest focus. Yeah. So that kind of needs to be the centerpiece of hopefully the next you know, step in the in the process. But it's great having the kitchen open and and getting all that stuff solidified so it was unfortunate that we couldn't get the brewery up and running right away but i think it was also meant to be just navigate through everything and and be in a good spot for when i can yeah and in the meantime you have i understand a guest tap like a guest brewery that you have yeah so right now we have ben paddle and um earth rider that we're just doing guest taps with um, we kind of rotate those through a little bit, and yeah, until we get our beer up. And when's your beer going to be ready to go? That is a excellent <laughs> question. We finally got our um, our inspections done in our boiler. We have a few more inspections now because it kind of goes linearly. Okay. So, um, we have to have the city come through one more time, and then the state, and then health department, and then we can start brewing. Um, and that's hopefully this i mean it will be this spring i don't really want to okay. give it an exact yeah. week so by the summer by the summer okay. there's also we i mean part so. of it is i haven't brewed on the system yet and that takes a little bit of getting getting used to it and we, we're not going to brew right yeah i mean it depends on what you're making and how it comes out and whether you want to filter or you know how long you want to age something um but it shouldn't be more than you know three weeks or so hopefully from kind of the first beers getting going to where we're at but if they're not right we won't serve them so that's kind of part of the quality control and figuring out how everything comes out in the beginning so we're you know in the right space and that's the same way we kind of do with food and all of it yeah. it, it needs to be right otherwise we don't serve it so who yeah. gets to taste test the food um the staff <laughs> I mean, every time we do something new the staff we go through and everybody tastes things on whatever day it comes out if we're doing a special or if we're going to do something um kind of taste to that and my wife obviously it's first taste of everything so. <laughs> of course well anything else you wanted to add um yeah i think just kind of excited for spring and summer and um just really happy to be here and happy to serve the community with a lot of people that there's a snowstorm they come walk and snowshoe in and <laughs> oh kind of allows a you know just a nice community space for everybody and that's yeah, what we really want. So. And you're the only one on the side of town, correct? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. So really Lakeside was yeah. dry until I want to say 2015. Which is kind of surprising. And so <laughs> I don't know the whole history, but it was kind of in the charter for Lakeside when it joined Lakeside Lester Park when it joined the city but it was dry and then they kind of had votes over the years and they didn't really pass and then um, I think it was 2015 that it finally passed by a few votes maybe it's pretty wow. close and then they added a couple liquor stores first and then we kind of saw our opportunity and they took it two and a half years later we're 
<laughs> going. So, yeah. Thanks. Well, thank you so much. We're going to um, sample some food Great. and then yeah, be on our way. All right. So, thank well, you nice so much. You. Nice to meet you. We have our food delivered now. We're going to be doing a food taste testing since we can't do beer just yet. Although we will come back and we'll try the beer. Okay, so the food we have, we have um, uh, warm bread, our charcuterie board, and then we got the Brussels sprouts so we can compare uh, the Canal Park Brussels sprouts with the Superior Brewing Brussels sprouts. So, oh, and also we have a special guest here with us today. <laughs> a name you've heard many, many times before because we reference here a lot. It is the Barb. The Barb. The Barb. And that's it. That's all I'm introducing you as. Because right. if you've been listening to our podcast, you know who Barb is. Very good. <laughs> but it's Martha's mom for anybody who's. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. But no, I am. No, right? Uh, it is, uh, it's like the lightest bread. Huh? It looks really delicious. Oh my god. It really, looks, really good. it looks delicious. The bread. This is amazing bread. Okay, I'm going to try these Brussels sprouts. Yeah, the bread is really, really good. Soft. Okay. <clears throat> the Brussels sprouts here aren't as saucy. No. <laughs> definitely not. But they're definitely. In something, and there's there's there are red peppers on it as well. And I think are those onion? Um, you know what I'm talking about? I think it's cilantro. Is it? Oh no. What are these? These are red peppers. That's basil. Basil. Those are red pe- oh these are onions. These are um a little crispy onions. Crispy onions. That's fun. Oh those are good. I just had the crispy onion, not the Brussels part yet, but just the crispy onions. Good. That's fun. Okay, the Brussels sprouts are good. But I do like the sauce from the other ones. Mm. I like the sauce better, but I think I like these Brussels sprouts a tiny bit. Mm. I haven't tasted the other sauce. I don't know, but these are good. They're good. I'm not it's not, not yeah. Good. I just really love the sauce that was the other ones were tossed we're in. Like, yeah. And we, we were dipping it. We were dipping the cheese curds in that sauce, even. <laughs> so it's nice to have. They're good, though. Mm-hmm. Especially if you've got like a small one. I just had one that had kind of a lot of sauce of some nature. Mm-hmm. That was good. Like the bigger ones, you can't. It was made in sauce. And then take it, it's probably the sauces in the pan. Right. So it's not poured on after like they do yeah. at Canal Park, but. Very good though. I take a second scoop. I like the onions that they have on mm-hmm. it, those crispy onions on top. Mm. No, and they're cooked really nicely. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna try a little bit of the yeah. charcuterie board. Absolutely. I don't even know what these meats are. No, we don't know. They're just they're gonna be looks like salami, maybe capicola, and I don't know what that one is. Okay, we got some blue cheese, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. looks like blue cheese. That looks like maybe a brie kind of thing. I don't know what that is. That's just like some sort of mustard, maybe. I feel like I'm not cultured enough for the charcuterie board. <laughs> it's like this is very. It's like when I was at Beatles. 
restaurant because she works in a Spanish tapas place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like an experience. But everything they bring out, you're like, I don't even know what this is, but it's good. Well, and I just told her to get me like anything. Yeah. Mm. So there was all kinds of things. Well, they're good. Enjoying them. Mm -hmm. I think this is definitely the high class. Right. Yeah, I mean, we are on the east side of town. We are on the east side of town. <laughs> Martha was about to go all deliberative on you yeah. and say what she really feels. Mm -hmm. I won't. <laughs> but but if, if you're from Duluth, you know what she's saying. You know, you know, you know what she's. I don't know how to. Get. I don't need to say it because you know. Yeah, and hands down. This bread. Oh, this bread is amazing. Amazing. Amazing bread. And they do make it fresh here. We saw it lined up. Um, behind, the, behind the counter. We first walked in this morning and there's like 15 loaves of bread just sitting there looking amazing. Bread is amazing. Mm. I mean, everything else is yummy, but the bread is. Oh, you're right. How do you get this? Good bread. Yeah, the charcuterie board. Three different kinds of meats. Three different kinds of cheeses. Are they sweet pickles? Did somebody try these yet? Oh, oh pickles. Because if they're sweet pickles, I'm going to use All right, here we go. You know what Nope. They're not sweet. They're almost sour. But it's good. Out of our whatever those are called, cornichon. You're using fancy words. Really, that's what they're called. And this is tiny pickles are like cornichon or something. And what's this? I'm gonna dip my mustard. Okay. I'm gonna dip my pickle on there. They're not sweet. Oh wait. Right? There's there's a whole field of taste you Okay, they're not dill, but they're not sweet. You're not, like them? you're not gonna be sad. Mm -mm. Try it. You won't be sad. That I tried it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Okay, Mom. Try to say trust you. Very good. Fantastic thing. Thank you. You see what I'm saying? They're interesting. They're not they're not sweet. They're not fully Wait, dilled. It's gherkins. Gherkins? I think they're cornishing. I'm telling you. It's a no for me. What? It's right, but they're not sweet. Oh, I thought they were good. Not for me. It's they're not different. Yeah. I don't know how to explain them. Oh, you're different. I am a straight up dill Sorry, pickle kind of girl. Like they're straight. <laughs> Basic. Yeah. Yes. I'm very basic when it comes to my book. The charcuterie board is a little too fancy for me. Yes. I'm not. Yeah, just. I don't know. But um, the Brussels sprouts are amazing. And if I were to come back here, I think what I would order is the Brussels sprouts and a loaf of bread. The warm olives. The warm and olives and bread. Yes. That's what I would do. Yeah. Absolutely. These Brussels sprouts are amazing. It's good. I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad charcuterie yeah. I probably wasn't going to go. I'd probably get the warm olives and bread. Yeah. Okay. You notice there's no white sauce anywhere. Martha does not like sauce. Yeah, I think we said that yesterday. Especially that white sauce. I feel like we've said that a few times on probably. the podcast. Yeah, because everybody's always like, what kind of sauce do you want? I'm like, oh, why is there always got to be a sauce? <laughs> mm -hmm. These Brussels sprouts are fantastic. They're really oh good. Oh, I just caught a piece of red pepper in mine. Mm -hmm. That is spicy. Mm -hmm. That is cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my I god. You know what I, it is about the charcuterie board? I want crackers. I was just going to say that, but I didn't get that far. I was just going to say that. 
If you had crackers, it would make it better because they give you the bread, which the bread is amazing by itself. But then that's the thing, do I don't want to put anything on the bread. Mm-hmm. Because the bread is so good, I don't want to put anything with it. It's, it's its I own thing. I was going to say the exact yeah. same thing. You need some sort of crackers because yeah. you want to eat the bread just on its own. Oh, so good. We're going to sign off because we're going to finish eating our amazing food. But this has been the Lake Superior Brewing. This one is on the east end of Durant. So you can do a a brewery hop that you actually travel like the whole distance of Duluth. Yeah. At least lengthwise, not not going up the hill, but you know, still. You can uh east side downtown, Canal Park and Lincoln Park. All have breweries. Yep, it's fantastic. So that has been part two now of the North Shore Brewery Guide. Again, this is going to be a four-part guide. I will add that this is the last one that we have right now where we've, of the Duluth breweries, where we actually got to interview somebody and kind of get a little bit of the history. The rest of what you're going to hear in the next episode is just our experience visiting certain places and doing very, very, very badly at trivia. Oh my God, yeah. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll give the story <laughs> in the next episode. But go off on a tangent. <laughs> but until then, this has been the North Shore Brewery Guide Part 2, which featured Bent Pedal Brewing and Lake Superior Brewing. Check out our website, exploringnorthshore.com. If you click on the Explore Guide, go to Maps and Guides, you will see it right there. Mm, There's the North some... Shore. Bent Paddle Brewing beers that we had. And yeah, click on that. You can read the full guide. Check us out on social medias. We're on TikTok at StayCVR. That's C as in cat, V as in Victor, and R as in raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I was like, is there, is there any word that rhymes with There could be somewhere. Robert. I think people usually use names. I wanted to have fun and threw in two animals. And then also check us out on Facebook. We're Exploring North Shore. uh, Instagram, Exploring the North Shore. Do people ever, people sometimes email us. Is there anything we haven't done? Have we ever asked this question? No, we've asked for visitor experiences. So yeah, you know what? Go ahead and shoot us an email if there's a podcast episode. We have a giant board full of podcast episodes and ideas We are happy to add to it. So go ahead and contact us. Our email address is exploringnorthshore at boreal.org. That is it for us today. So I'm Jay. And I'm Martha. And this has been Exploring the North Shore.